for entrepreneurs and small business owners. There are no shortage of complex business challenges that require innovative problem solving. And among them, growing your small business, no matter its size or success, often presents unique challenges and unintended consequences. Insidium Podcast with host Renee Walker provides actionable small business growth, branding, marketing, and client development strategies. Delivered through a mix of influencer and thought leader interviews and inspirational stories designed to educate, engage, and empower. Hey, everybody, this is Renee Walker. Thank you for pressing the play button and for joining me for an extremely special episode. I am extraordinarily excited to introduce our guest today. We are joined by Matt Halloran, a superstar business coach and consultant, and just an all-around great, fantastic guy. It's my pleasure to welcome Matt as my first guest. I had the opportunity to join Matt and his co-host, Kirk Lowe, on their highly successful Top Advisor Marketing Podcast for Financial Professionals just a few weeks ago. Let me briefly introduce Matt. He has coached hundreds of financial advisors for more than a decade. Following extraordinary success with helping his clients achieve and exceed their goals, Matt launched his own coaching and consulting firm, Top Advisor Coaching. With a master's degree as a therapist and a coach, Matt is trained to deal with the human elements of business. As success means different things to different people, Matt helps his clients find what success means for them and then helps them create a path to get there. Matt has been recognized by successfastlane.com as one of the world's top life coaches. He is the author of the Social Media Handbook for Financial Advisors, How to Use LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter to Build and Grow Your Business, published by Bloomberg Financial. Matt, Welcome to Insidium Podcast, and thank you for sharing your insights with us. Well, thank you very much for having me, Renee. It's an absolute pleasure. Matt, I have been thrilled uh, to have the opportunity to meet you at the Goldman Sachs uh, Cohort 4 event. You were an awesome speaker, quite inspiring. And the thing about um, what you talked to, to us about that day that really struck home for me as an entrepreneur was the fact that we tend to get in our own way and that you had some really great strategies to help entrepreneurs sort of stay focused and motivated at times when um, we're, we seem to be on an island all by ourselves. And so I really am excited to have you uh, as my first guest. I wanted to really sort of kick off um, the month just kind of talking about how we can get out of our own way. So um, please share anything you'd like with respect to your background with the audience. And then if you could answer that initial question, like um, what strategies do you use with your clients to help us stay focused and to also give us the opportunity to really excel um, remove those fears that we often have. Well, I think your introduction uh, really made me sound great. So I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that, Renee. I'm not going to really add anything to that. Um, the, uh, you know, when it comes to getting out of your own way, I deal with this every single solitary day, as I, and I know you do too, from a marketing and branding standpoint. I think the best thing to start with and the best foundation is, is for you to uh, really figure out what you want to be when you grow up. Um, I, I tell a story all the time. Of, I have twin 14-year-old boys now, and 
Um, I was teaching them how to ride a bike when they were two or, I don't know, four years old, probably four years old. And uh, I have one child who's a total spaz, and I have another one who's like a planner, right? And so I let the spaz go first. Now, this was on a grassy hill, and uh, I told them both that they were going to fall, right? Because everybody falls when they learn how to ride a bike. But the important thing is to get up and try again, right? So good life lesson. But I let my son go, who's a spaz, and he was staring at the front tire. <laughs> overcompensating and overcompensating and he overcompensated so much Renee that he fell over really fast. Oh geez. And he fell over hard. Right. I mean, it was like, you know, the tire flipped and anyway, so, uh, but he dusted himself off and walked back up the hill. Now my planner son, I let him go and he was looking all the way down the, the hill and towards the road. And because he didn't overcompensate, he made it much farther than my first son. And he, of course he still fell, but he made it like three or four times as far. And as business owners, I think we have a really hard time because we're so reactive. We don't know what we want to be when we grow up. So we're consistently stumbling over our own feet. If you have that vision for where you want to be in five or 10 years, it's so much easier for you to feel like you're making progress instead of just being so reactionary. Does, does that answer the question? Absolutely, absolutely. And I really appreciate you sharing the story and illustrating it with respect to your twin sons and their opportunity to learn how to ride a bike. I mean, for most of us, right, we get into business with complete technical proficiencies. Mm -hmm. We understand how to deliver whatever it is that caused us to get in business generally. It's then that all of the decisions that... Um, as an employee of some other company or organization are taken away from you, that you now have that responsibility. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we get so just, um, you know, paralyzed by the fear or over analysis and whatnot that we um, struggle to make those decisions. And I don't know where you stand on this, but I firmly believe not making a decision is actually making the decision. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you just said, you know, the analysis paralysis issue, right, is we, we overthink things because, again, we're not taking the long view. We're looking at that front tire. And, and Renee, you know, if, if, if that's the one piece of wisdom I can pass on to, and I mean, I think you should really look at life that way, not just business, but, um, you know, taking that long view is really, really, really important. I appreciate that. And so when you work with um entrepreneurs or financial advisors, specifically your area of expertise, what, um, what kind of strategies and techniques do you give them to A, recognize that they are a little bit of a self-diagnosis here, A, that, they rec that they're involved in uh, analysis paralysis or fearful or whatever's causing them not to be confident in taking the next step that they need in order to continue to grow their business? And in some instances, to make the hard call when mm -hmm. you find that your business isn't growing or turning out the way you anticipate it. So could you share a few of your um, techniques or strategies? Absolutely. And, and Renee, I'll send this to you. It's a, it's a free thing that, uh, um, that I'll, I'll hand out to your listeners. It's called the 30 day journey. Awesome. This is what I take. This is my intake process for every single solitary. One of my clients, this gives me an opportunity and actually my clients an opportunity to do some major self-reflection. So um, when I look at techniques to be able to keep people focused, there's, there's really three that are important. Number one is understand what the word fear means. Fear means false evidence appearing real. Fear is not real. Fear does not actually exist. Fear is the, 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 the you being 
afraid of evidence that hasn't ever happened, right? So I think it's very, very important to understand that 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 uneasiness that you feel can actually be used as a great strength to be successful. So number two, you have to um, you have to plan. I mean, I know that sounds really dorky, and I'm sure every single solitary coach in the world is going to tell you that. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to set out a plan, and you have to set real goals that are written in the right way to keep yourself motivated. But that's not enough. What it is is you have to create emotional anchors. And, and this is one of the things um, that I learned from a program called neurolinguistic Programming, which is a psychological technique for high performance and high achievers. And when you create a goal, and I'll, I'll use a, a personal one as an example, um, one of the things that I want to do in part of my perfect day, which is the third one, um, part of my perfect day is, is waking up on a boat or waking up uh, hearing water. I was in the Navy. Uh, for some reason, I just have this massive affinity towards water. And um, so part of my perfect day, which again is that third thing. So when you're building out your goals, so making sure you understand what fear is, having a good plan, and then having this end result, which is your perfect day. Those are the three things, the techniques that I use. Um, it it I build in all of these emotional anchors. So uh, friends of mine live out in Detroit, right by you. Um, and, uh, they have, um, a nice boat that's on Lake Sinclair. And, um, I remember waking up on the boat. My wife and I go spend some time out there every single solitary year. And, um, it was so invigorating and, and re-energizing to me because Renee, it reminded me that at least that brief moment, I was living this perfect day, right? Sure. And that is an emotional anchor. When you're writing your goals, when you're writing your perfect day, you have to infuse it with emotion. You have to infuse infuse it with with sight, sound, taste, touch, every single solitary thing, mm-hmm. because it actually your brain neurologically connects things differently there, and you're going to be that more intrinsically motivated to do it. Oh, that's fantastic! And thank you so much for sharing your 30 day um, intake process. That that is just phenomenal, and it'll be available in our show notes. So here's something that I've come across, and I'm sure you have as well, because you're both a coach and a consultant. Mm-hmm. And so, could you share with us your thoughts on a the difference between the, t- the two, and then B, how do you know when you really should hire a coach versus a consultant? And what does that look like in terms of being with a coach? Okay. Well, that's a, that's a pretty deep question, Renee. So let me see what I can do. Okay. So really there are, there are three categories. So there's coach, consultant, and mentor. Oh, okay, great. So okay. Let's, 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 uh, let's break that down just a little bit deeper. So I'll start with mentor. So a mentor is somebody who has an enormous amount of experience in your field, who is generally guiding you for free. Okay. And every human who's listening to this needs to have a mentor. You need to have that person that you can go to. You need to have that wise business person, um, who you can look up to and try to emulate. So that's very, very important. Now that's mm-hmm. very different than a coach and a consultant. So, and then I'll go to a consultant. You hire a consultant for their specific knowledge base. So for me, you know, I've worked with over 600 financial services offices over the last 12 years. There are very few things that you can throw at me in a financial services arena that I haven't dealt with in the past. And you're asking me directly for solutions. That's the key. Okay. That's the key between a consultant. Like Renee, I mean, people hire you. I mean, you and I have had great conversations some people just want your advice. Like, okay, Renee, you've doing this forever. I need you to tell me what to do here. That's a consultant. Okay. Certainly. 
So a business coach is a little bit different. So a business coach, our job is to help you realize what you want to do and then help you create a plan to get there. There's a lot of techniques that go involved with mentoring, coaching, and consulting, but coaching specifically, if you have a highly trained coach, you are not going to even really realize they're there. And in fact, this is a double-edged sword for us in the industry because I've helped people triple, quadruple their revenues or quality of life. And they'll say, well, yeah, man, I don't even remember what you did. Okay, that's perfect, (laughs) right? Because my job is to make you realize that it's your idea because you know, especially stubborn entrepreneurs like you and I, (laughs) I feel like I had the idea, Renee, the probability of me really achieving it is much higher because I have a lot more buy-in. Does does that answer that question? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you are working with a client as a business coach, Can you give just a couple key things to make that relationship successful? I know in my experience as a consultant, oftentimes we provide really sound advice, but the client may not be ready to accept it or implement it. And I know being with a coach is a a bit of a different relationship, but I'm just wondering, um, how do you know how to be a successful coachable client? There are some people who are just flat out not coachable. Um, You know, a lot of that has to do with ego. A lot of that has to do with, um, you know, thinking that they they know absolutely everything. And and, um, I I think that's part of it. I start every coaching relationship off. So if somebody hires me as a coach, the first question that I ask is, tell me about your practice, right? So that I can really dive in and figure out what I want to help with. And then I tell them a story. I, I, You know that I'm a speaker, so I tell a lot of stories, but I'll tell this one and I'll truncate it and make it nice and short. But, uh, you know, Socrates, a couple thousand years ago, was asked by one of his students, you know, Socrates, are you the smartest man in Athens? And so Socrates was like, I don't know. I'm going to go find out. So he dropped the mic and walked away. He went around to all of the soothsayers, the the oracles, the, you know, the priests, all of these things, and asked them deep questions like, what is life? What is truth? And, um, And they gave all of these beautiful answers, right? They were consultants. They gave all of these beautiful answers. And so Socrates came back and, you know, he waited for people to notice he was back in the conference hall. Everybody filed in. Socrates is here. Socrates is here. And uh, so one of the kids or one of the students said, you know, Socrates, you're the smartest man in Athens. And Socrates said, yes. And the, the, the student said, well, why? And he said, because I know I don't know everything. And so that is how you enter into a proper coaching relationship and a proper consulting relationship is you have to come from a level of humility. And I also tell a lot of stories about Olympic athletes mm-hmm. uh, because they all have coaches. In fact, Renee, they have multiple coaches, right? They've got a strength coach. They've got a flexibility coach. They've got a technique coach. Absolutely. They've even got a PR coach, like what some, some stuff I know you've helped with in the past to help them deal with the press if they win. They have a level of humility, even though they're the best of the best at what they do, they know that they can always get better. And that's, that's what I believe. In order to be coachable, you have to realize that you have areas of improvement, you're willing to put the work in, Mm -hmm. and you're willing to do some homework. That's absolutely awesome, Matt. You know, I think oftentimes uh, folks, to your point about ego, spend a lot of unnecessary energy, effort, and frankly, financial resources because they feel that they are right and they want to make it right, as -hmm. opposed to asking for help. There seems to still be, in some circles, I guess, a a bit of a stigmatism with respect to um, asking for help or getting a mentor or getting a consultant in, and specifically with coaching. Have you encountered that at all? Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's horrible in my industry. Um, you know, I mean, this is like, uh, 
financial services is one of the most ego-driven um, industries, mostly just because of the uh, levels of success you can attain and okay. the amount of money that you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, so I deal with egos all the time. In fact, uh, you know, I have to overcome this objection often. They'll say to me, well, Matt, you've never been a financial advisor. I'm like, no, I'm not. Well, how, uh, you know, how can you tell me what to do? Well, because I've worked in 600 financial services offices. And then I say, well, how many offices have you worked in? And it's under five normally. So I'm bringing 600 perspectives to your five perspectives, number one. And number two, if you want to do the same thing everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. then just find another financial advisor and follow them. There was this great book. Um, it's called Outthink the Competition. And it was a groundbreaking book for me. And it really opened up my eyes from a marketing and branding perspective is you have to run away from what the crowd is doing. And that's what I do with top advisor coaching. My entire existence is to be the, you know, kind of like the, um, Superman bizarro world or the, you know, the antithesis, the opposite of what everybody else is doing because sure. why, I mean, why do you want to be like everybody else? That's freaking boring. <laughs> exactly. I think that's one of the reasons you and I hit it off so well. Yeah. Okay. So with this, let me ask one more follow-up question on this, because I think it's really, really important for people to understand, particularly those going into business that are really trying to recreate the wheel and not necessarily looking for individuals who will be helpful. Um, You have certainly been extraordinarily helpful to me um, in the short time that I've known you, and I wanted to acknowledge that as well. But what can we do to help Um, business owners, whether they're seasoned or solopreneurs or aspiring business owners to really sort of understand the importance of having this level of support so that they can be successful and not um, expend a tremendous amount of resources or head down a path that just simply isn't going to lead to what they want to achieve. Um, There, there are, well, hmm. There are so many different tools and things available out there for people to use that will allow them to work their way into working with somebody like you or me, right? Because uh, in with your experience, and I have to tell your listeners, I mean, Renee is unbelievable. Uh, just, just you know, 20, 30 minutes with her on the phone can truly be life-changing and brand-changing, and, and I really appreciate the, the time that you've given me. In fact, because of you, uh, I ended up um, doing some rebranding on Top Advisor. And being a lot more specific with my offerings, because that was one of the pieces that you shared with me. But so, so number one, um, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to read the book, The E-Myth. If you mm-hmm. haven't read the book, The E-Myth, then you're, you're never going to be coachable. You're not going to be consultable. You're probably not going to find a mentor. Um, number two, though, and this is something that I absolutely love. There are people out there who are going to want to be your mentor. So whatever industry you're in, mm-hmm. whether it's landscaping, insurance sales, whether you run a family business, you make widgets, go to an industry conference and find the oldest person you can find (laughs) in the room and ask them if they will be your mentor. Most of them will say yes. And especially because the baby boomer generation are, are really looking to pass down their wisdom, Renee. And they're, they don't feel like millennials or our generation, um, are asking those questions. Um, I, one of my mentors, this is funny, is my wife's best friend, who was our maid of honor, mm-hmm. her father. This guy, and he's like 400 years old, but the great <laughs> part about him is he has successfully run five multinational businesses. Awesome. I can sit down with him, Renee, and ask him one question about human resources, and he will give me 
an, a master's degree in education. And I remember when I sat down with him and his name's Tom. And I said, Tom, would you mind being my mentor? He just lit up and he's like, nobody has asked me to do that, Matt. And I'm like, well, they're all stupid. You know, I'll have to take you out to lunch. I'll buy you drinks, whatever you need, because I have the opportunity to, to pick the brain of a genius. You know, somebody who's been more successful in life than, than I probably will ever be. He's an amazing father, an amazing husband. Um, you know, he gives back to the community. Um, and he's been just unbelievably successful. That's outstanding. Um, one thing we talked about uh, when we initially met was the book Supernova and mm-hmm. this concept of sometimes you've grown and you've grown very well, but you want to grow even bigger. And sometimes that means you might need to, I don't know, fire a couple of clients or get a little bit smaller in order to explode into that new um, stratosphere. So mm-hmm. could you give me a few thoughts about that? Because I know that is one of the most difficult conversations to have with a client. Well, and I deal with that a lot, especially when, you know, along the lines of what the very minimal stuff that I do with marketing and branding, um, when we're talking about micro-targeting, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not known as that person, right, the specialist, um, It's very, very difficult to jump to that next level. And what I hear advisors specifically say to me is, well, Matt, that means that I'm going to start neglecting other audiences. But it's the Pareto principle, right, Renee? It's it's the 80-20 rule, right? 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your clients. Well, doesn't that mean you should fire 80% of your freaking clients? And the answer is yes. (laughs) And it's so wonderfully liberating. And if you run your business well, which a lot of people don't do, they use their business as their personal piggy bank, but you should have six months of operating expenses in the bank at all times. So if you need to make a massive step back to make this huge leap forward, um, that's the way you do it. But you have to be micro-focused, right? You have to be able to do it. And hire Renee to have, she will help you figure this out. What should your target be? How do you position that from a branding perspective? How do you make it so you look truly unique and different? So, well, you can take that next big jump. I also think firing people is important, um, not only clients, but you're probably surrounded with a couple of people on your team who aren't great. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, and if I could have everybody in the world have a number two, uh, and that's not using the restroom, it's actually having the <laughs> right person underneath you, right? So this is your Alfred to your Batman, you know, your Pepper to your Iron Man. You know, every major superhero generally has that, you know, the lowest lane to Superman. It's that founding person, that grounding person, that person that helps lift you up and can run the business when you're not there. They should help you stay in your lane. And if you can find that number two, pay them incredibly well, treat them better than you treat anybody, Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to make you make this huge leap forward. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. So now tell us about all the things that you have going on with your um, top advisor marketing podcast. How can people reach out to you? Um, We certainly will include all of your information in our show notes, but go for it. Okay, uh, let's see. So we run um, two different podcasts. We run Top Advisor Radio. Top Advisor Radio is a podcast for financial services professionals to get their name and face out there to their public, uh, answering you know a lot of the same questions that, that you asked me today. Um, it's like a, I don't know, about a 14, 15-minute commercial. Uh, and then we run Top Advisor Marketing, which you were a guest on, which is freaking awesome, and we loved having you on. Um, this is, we bring in marketing professionals from not just financial services, but all industries 
and, uh, and, and really pick their brains and try to tease out as much advice as we possibly can. Um, so that's um, all of those are syndicated. Top Advisor Radio, Top Advisor Marketing are syndicated on iTunes and Podbean. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I, you know, I specialize in working with independent financial advisors who are really looking for the graduate school of coaching. They've been through other coaching programs before and they want something specifically tailored to their self. Um, and they also want to be successful without killing themselves, being a terrible parent and getting a divorce. So I handle the human side of business, just like you said in the, in the intro. Now, can I help you make a lot more money and streamline your practice? Yes. Um, but I really want to make it so that you're living the life that you deserve, that you've worked really hard towards. Uh, because uh, Renee, you and I talked about this one right after I spoke is, you know, you got one shot on this planet, man, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, if you're not living this to the best of your ability, then, you know, whatever you believe in, if, even if you don't believe in, you're not living up to your potential. That's outstanding. So any final thoughts or key takeaways you'd like to share with the audience today? Podcast, podcast, podcast. You know, if you're a professional, do what we're doing right now. You know, um, you know, most of us use our, our voice to sell. Most of us use our voice to educate. And um, podcasting is an amazing medium uh, to reach a lot of people to get your message out there so you're not the best kept secret in your area. Um, utilize a coach and a consultant. No matter who you are and where you are in your business life, um, always bring in somebody to take a fresh set of eyes on your business. You know, it's like, uh, you know, going out with your best friend and you live in Detroit and they live in Chicago and you're pointing out all this stuff to these people who walk by stuff all the time. That's what a coach and a consultant can do for you. Uh, and, and last but not least, and this is a, a shameless, shameless promotion, but uh, for those of you who might get to know me better, know that I have no problem doing that. Hire Renee. <laughs> I swear people, you know, you have to really take a fresh look at how you position yourself in the marketplace. Um, it's, it's so easy to get comfortable. Um, but unless you have another person who can come in and really take a look at everything, do that deep dive that she does, you know, it really is something that is incredibly valuable. And like I said, everybody, I spent like 20 minutes on the phone with her and she made me rethink just about everything. Um, because I needed that. I needed an outside third party objective view on who I am and what I do and, you know, and, and take that feedback and actually implement it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. It has been an absolute honor to have you as my first guest on my podcast. And it was just a thrill to be able to be on yours. And I look forward to continuing our relationship. So everybody, all of the information and the um, intake process that Matt's going to share with us uh, will be available in our show notes. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's Insightium podcast episode. I hope you found today's podcast informative, insightful, or inspirational. Visit Insightium.com, the hub for small business growth strategies, for additional resources. And be sure to join us next time for another Insightium podcast to help you grow your small business. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, or your favorite mobile app. You can also follow me on Twitter at RWSpeaks and sign up at Insidium.com and be the first to receive exclusive information, tips, and tools. All links are in the show notes. Until next time, be bold, aim high, and play hard. Thanks for listening to the Insidium podcast today. To keep moving forward in your business and your entrepreneurial career, 
Grab the show notes, check out resources, and catch up on any missed episodes at Insidium.com now. This has been a Renee Walker and Associates production. Join us next time for another edition of the Insidium Podcast.